And then um, once we've got the green light from you on that, then that will be forwarded on in a city commission packet. And then this group will present that report to the city commission for their consideration. So um, we're very close to getting to where we uh, can put that in front of everybody. So I appreciate all your efforts up to this point. Um, this agenda is available on the city's website. And those of you in the room here have a hard copy in front of you. Let me just orient you to our game plan tonight, what we're going to cover, and then we'll just jump right into it. So um, doing uh, updates, logistics, um, timeline, and let me just say real quickly on that, um, ideally we'll get most of our final discussion and decisions done this evening. If you do have any cleanup items, we'll negotiate at the end of this meeting whether or not you think we need to formally reconvene one final time. My hope is that we can put out a draft report for um, uh, everyone's um, inputs or, or final uh, revisions and then ultimately approval so that that can make it into the commission packet for the December 19th city commission meeting. Um, so that's what I'm working towards, uh, but you'll ultimately determine as a group what, what else we, any remaining needs that we have and if we're ready to go with that. Um, and the rest of the agenda for this evening, we're gonna start off by talking about the complaint process, walk through our mapping. I'll say a little bit more about that when we get there. After we've um, gone through the complaint process mapping, we're gonna look at all the steps involved. We're gonna highlight both any proposed recommendations that you're putting forward to enhance that process, to clarify that process. I'm also gonna ask you to think about from a public standpoint, external standpoint, does this make sense? Are the main steps obvious in the process to the general public that might wish to file a complaint? Um, from there, we'll transition into discussion about the draft report development with a specific eye towards revisiting our multi-voting results and draft recommendations. So um, we need to confirm what we're recommending uh, do any kind of cleanup relative to that. We have both consensus recommendations that everybody's looking to put a, 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 a green light to, a go ahead to support. And then we have an additional set of recommendations that you individually have offered up that may or may not have risen to the level that would become a group recommendation. So we'll talk a little bit about that process as well. Um, and then I'd like to get some confirmation on the report in terms of how the outline of it, the format, the general content areas, so we can pull all that together to get that into a draft form for your review. Um, so that will be um, just, I need some specific direction from you relative to that. Make sure we're capturing everything that you need there. And if there's any other final decisions that you identify throughout this meeting, please flag those so that we're clear. Since we're an open, um, uh, a public entity, public um, meeting here, we don't have the luxury of being able to make decisions and discuss outside of the time when we're convened formally as a group. And so we need to be really clear about what our role is relative to that. Um, I would like to get all of this in a draft form by the end of this week. And so um, there's a lot of work that's been going on in terms of 
formatting and whatnot, but I need the final direction and decisions from you um, in all the areas that we turn tonight. And then I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about how do we prepare for the presentation to the commission. And then the final item on our agenda, number four there, next steps is the completion of our tasks, which is to finalize the work group report and then present it to the city commission and then wrap it up. So that's our agenda for tonight. So we want to keep moving. Um, appreciate you being here. It's been a heavy lift. And so I want to be efficient with your time. Any questions on the agenda? Any, any concerns, anything that we miss in there? Okay. All right, very good. So um, <clears throat> what I would like to first have you do is focus on the complaint process mapping. And so just to refresh your, your memory on our project charter, First and foremost, the priority was for the work group to look at the complaint process to map the current steps and identify recommendations relative to improvements to the CPRB's role relative to that. And so um, <clears throat> through the course of the discussion, we've had a presentation from the police department about the current complaint process. So we want to make sure that we're really clear on what that is, first of all and that we're able to map it in a way that makes sense to anybody out in the community without um, the burden of having to know every single detail. But we also want to have that level of detail that is consistent with the ordinance as written with the complaint policy as currently established by the department. Um, and so we're going to clarify that process and then that's going to end up in the form of a graphic in the report so that all the steps in the process are clear and that the um, graphic also illustrates the basic or the, the principal steps involved if you were to file a complaint and if that were to be appealed um, and reviewed by the CPRB. So that's where we'll, we'll begin. And what I'd like to do just to kind of prime your, your thinking is I have taken um, at the August 14th work session, as you'll recall, the police department did a presentation. Their PowerPoint is on the community engagement portal for the work for this work group now that had all the steps of the complaint um, process to it. And so I have taken that and um, and with your inputs, put it into a working document just to guide our discussion tonight. And that will all get rolled up into the draft report this week. And so um, I, to prime your thinking, I'd like for you to take that and review it, familiarize yourself with it. And I'm gonna give you a few minutes at your table to begin talking about that. And then we're gonna walk through it together um, as a group. So in front of you, there is a document here. And if you need a copy, and this is the current flow of <clears throat> the complaint process as articulated in the. Uh, and this is exactly as taken from 
the um, presentation that the department did for us um, at our August 14th meeting and aligned with the current ordinance that establishes the CPRB's role relative to the complaint process. So I'm, I'm gonna give you just a few minutes to re-familiarize yourself with it because some of you maybe haven't looked at it in a while. And then I've got some specific questions to walk you through to make sure that we um, are clear on this and that we can get the map in the game yet. <laughs> and to prompt your, your conversation, um, first of all, just review it, see if there's any questions that you have, if there's anything that we feel like we need to do more dis discussion about specifically, flag that. And I'll give you just a few minutes um, in your small group, and then we'll discuss it as a full group. Now, also just note for those of you who currently serve on the CPRB, starting at number seven um, on the fourth fourth page is the breakdown of the current appeals process steps. And so I want to make sure that that's accurate, but we've not captured that in this format yet before.
Okay, um, so let's walk through this together, make sure that we got everything, and then um, let me ask you to, to be thinking about this in two ways. So one, we need a detailed description of the steps involved, make sure that this is an accurate reflection of the current complaint process. The second thing is um, be thinking about what are the major steps to the process from the public facing side of this. If you're to say, I have a complaint, this happens first, this is typically what happens next, next. And because that's what's going to inform our um, mapping uh, itself in the graphic relative to that. So um, if I have a complaint, I wish to file a complaint <clears throat> currently. What are the various ways that that complaint can be filed? I through X. Yeah, so there was a whole list of ways that were identified. So via email, phone, or in person to the Office of Professional Accountability in the department, via email, phone, or in person to the department's executive officer for diversity by filling out a form online. Um, a paper complaint form is available at the um, police headquarters as well in a public area of the facility. Um, by calling the Douglas County Emergency Communications Center non-dispatch, non-emergency line, and asked to speak with an on-duty supervisor through a private message on the department's social media pages on Facebook or Twitter, through any member of the police department, contacting the city manager's office, contacting a city commissioner, contacting the city of Lawrence Community Police Review Board, and contacting the attorney, the Kansas Attorney General's office. So uh, Roman numeral nine, contacting the city of Lawrence Community Police Review Board. I guess I would suggest adding to that or any member thereof, because I think the ordinance is pretty clear that a person could make a complaint through a any board member they wanted, individual if they wanted. You mean a, a member of the CPRB itself? Yes. Yeah. And so how does that, how is that different than what's written here? It says uh, contacting the board. That in my mind implies that they have to show up at a meeting to do it or somehow contact oh, what see. is the board when, when it's much more likely they're going to see a board member's email address, name an email address on the city's website and send an email to one or more of the board members, which is allowed. I think that's one proper way to do it. So I would suggest adding to the review board or any member thereof. Okay, okay. is that everybody good with that to clarify? Yeah, yeah. I'd say any member of the board because I think one of the things that we didn't want in the, in the public comment section of it is to go air your complaint at the public. Level. 
form. So I think any member of comes before the individual. Same same word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they showed up at a meeting, then yeah, they're probably going to be feel feeling like they've got to say who they are, identify themselves, and what their complaint is in a public meeting. That's right. And just to clarify, because um, I thought I was trying to track where you're coming from with this, just to clarify, we're to that you're speaking specific to, to the CPRB, which is the standing committee in place uh, to serve that function, not members of this group here. Right. Um, because we're an ad hoc work group that is a time limited task force. So, um, so we, this group, you as members of this group can't receive the complaint if, um, unless it's in your other official capacity. So three of you in the room now are also members of the CPRB. So you have that responsibility and that um, ability to receive complaints and then pass it on accordingly. Um, and just so we're well on the subject, your responsibility is if the public came to you directly as a member of the CPRB to report a complaint, what is your responsibility? What are you to do with that? Get it to the police department within three days. Okay. Now, my one experience with receiving a complaint was it was a complaint with so little detail that I sent the link to the form you know, to flesh out the detail or suggested that they just then forward that form mm -hmm. to the police department. But that is somewhat at odds with a recommendation that we will get to eventually of completing a form as opposed to making an oral or informal complaint and all these many options that okay. the department already receives them and and we also thought it important to collect demographic information which none of this requires okay but just pointing out the inconsistency between the recommendation and what exists yeah absolutely because that's exactly where we're gonna we need to clarify so that's one of the reasons why we're we're going to have this conversation so just to name that is there a physical form required or involved and um, that demographics question. So we'll come to that here very shortly. Yeah, so we're talking about the complaint right now, and the police department accepts verbal complaints without anything in writing. Yeah. Uh, so I think our obligation, even if it's just a verbal complaint we get, we probably need to alert the Office of Professional Standards of it. And uh, with any identifying information we have. Yeah, okay. Okay, so flag that because we'll circle back to that in just a few minutes when it comes to recommendations um, specific to that. Um, and then also the demographics question um, related to that. Okay, um, and that, just to clarify that, if the CPRB member were to feel that the responsibility is to um, forward that within three days, three business days, number seeing. Okay, um, so from there, that's the, the file. Um, of the complaint. The next step, step two, is the complaint alle um, allegation. So the intake of that, the individual has an experience as an officer. Um, the, um, okay, and then 
in the presentation, we heard description of level one complaints, level two complaints, and level three complaints, and with this definitions um, therein. And so this is all spelled out in the um, the draft here that will be um, included in the report so that what's clear meets a level one, meets a level two, and meets a level three. Um, from there, it's the investigation. Um, and we're going to come back and we're going to do a dive on level one, two, and three. So let me just get through the, the rest of the step here. The investigation then, um, and we in our presentation, we learned the level investigator for level one complaints um, and the um, level two complaints and level three complaints and who has to sign off on each of those items accordingly. And um, from there, the resolution, the recommendations of the findings, the definitions of either the um, sustained, not sustained, exonerated, unfounded, closed, and then um, the flagging of whether it's a training issue or a policy deficiency uh, accordingly. And then lastly is the accountability systems relative to that, the internal systems of accountability, and who signs off at each type of, um, of complaint, level ones and level twos, level threes, and then the external systems of accountability, which includes district attorney of Douglas County Municipal Court, the Kansas Commission on Peace Officer Standards and Training, Kansas Attorney General's Office, Kansas Supreme Court, and U.S. District Court, um, uh, District of Kansas. Okay, then the last piece of this is if a complaint's been filed, it's been investigated, the department has issued a finding, the complainant has been notified of that finding, and it is specific to racial or other biased policing practices that can currently be appealed to the CPRB. And at that point, the appeal process with the CPRB, um, and this is, I want to make sure that this is captured accurately here um, as well, is step A, if the complainant is unsatisfied with the findings, they have 14 days upon receipt of that find of, of receipt of the finding from the police department. They have 14 days in which they could appeal that finding to the CPRB directly. At that point, let's talk through what happens um, if the CPRB were to receive a, an appeal. So the board, this is B, board will review the department investigation of the complaint to determine if further investigation is needed unless such review is otherwise prohibited by federal, state, or local laws or federal, state law enforcement regulations. The board will conduct its review confidentially in executive session, but doesn't do its own investigation. Okay, any questions up to that point? Well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, please. Seems to me that uh, the the term complaint somehow needs to be defined at this point. 
because uh, a complainant can be anyone under the process where the police department investigates it. But when it gets to this stage, the complainant must be an involved a person who was involved in the event or was harmed as a result of the event. So that's a distinction that isn't clear in this, but that's been made clear in the operations of the board. So I, I was suggesting here that uh, adding to A, um, instead of 14 days of learning of the department's findings, I think it would be more accurate to say within 14 days of receipt of notification. Is that how it currently is? That's how it's written in the ordinance. And there could be a distinction between what the ordinance says now, which is notification of um, receipt versus learning of the department's findings. Of course, it doesn't say how that notification takes place. Right, no, it doesn't. But we're, we're, only, we're only describing our present ordinance here. And then after that, to, to get the point across, about the complainant ha having to be, have been involved in the incident, I would suggest adding those who were not involved in the incident or did not incur harm or injury as a result of the incident cannot appeal the police department findings to the board. I don't say anyone who lacks first-hand knowledge because a citizen who witnesses something is harmed in a sense. Well, uh, perhaps, yeah. I mean, if that issue came up, we'd probably have to vote on it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that opinion might prevail. But the, the wording I've used is from the advice that we got from mm -hmm. the city. So that's why I use that language. Can you repeat it, please? Those who are not involved in the incident or did not incur harm or injury as a result of the incident cannot appeal the police department findings to the board. Now the absurd example of that, I, and I agree it's kind of absurd, but I guess we had it happen is someone looking at the internet in New Zealand decided they wanted to appeal. Or file a complaint. I don't know which it was. Not having uh, been involved in it at all, perhaps they viewed parts of it on the internet from a body camera or something. Uh, but okay, that's so, that's kind of the rationale that brought it up. I think. Okay, so this is helpful. So <clears throat> let me just make sure I'm I'm tracking on on all of this so we capture it. Um, that we need to to. Clarify at this point in the steps um, of the of the appeals process who is eligible to file a an appeal. Um, so, so we'll we need to build out the language on that here. Uh, in terms of defining complainant, we had some earlier discussion that when an individual files a complaint, it's an individual filing the complaint. 
at what point does the term complainant come into play? And do we need to be defining that earlier in this process? Well, and do we need to be de defining the police department's process? Presumably, once we have recommendations on an ordinance, if that is passed, then they will make their process conform to that. And right, as I understand it, but what we're talking about right now is police department policy, mm -hmm. not ordinance. Not, not recommendations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything that we that needs to be clarified here or is that beyond this work? Um this is just the post process as it pertains to the CPRB. Yes. Okay. So not anything outside of that scope of racial and bias at, at stage, at step seven here in this, that's when the CPRB rules kick, kicks in. Everything prior to this was specific to. But am so I, I just, wrong? I'm sorry. No, it's the same. Should it be clear that this is just the same process as a position of CPRB? I mean, but am I wrong in understanding that what you've done here is summarize the existing mm -hmm. policy yeah. and practice of the police department, nothing related to the ordinance or bylaws of the CPRB? Right, right. Well, this covers, uh, well, the, this covers the current the ordinance. Starting with step seven is inclusive of the CPRB's role. It's the complaint process. So, okay from filing of the complaint all the way through appeal. And what Dr. Turner, I think your question was, is can you appeal? Is there a different appeal process for complaints that are of things other than racial-based right. bias? That would need to be included as well. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, you could go through the state, I guess, but at this time there isn't. The CPRB can only do racial and bias-based right. right. Yes, yeah. it is right now. That's that's why I'm confused about whether we are like summarizing what exists now or talking about what it should be. So yeah, let me clarify that because we need to jump to our recommendations because that's where the meat of our work is. We are tasked both with mapping the current process and with uh, producing recommendations for improvements on the the appeals process. So what I'm trying to do is confirm is that we've got an accurate reflection of the current process here. Okay. Um, but I want to get to where you want to get to because that's right. That's where we're having to spend a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. When okay. all, all we're really asking is, is this what exists now? Is there anything else? Um, We've got to accurately describe it here yeah. so that you can see the differences that you might want to pick. One of the things that I observed after the presentation is that there isn't currently a clear mapping of where the CPRB picks up from the complaint process. And so that's the, the, the immediate lift for us is just to make sure that these steps that we're talking about right now are clear. And then, and then I want to get right into the recommendations on enhancements. Um, hey, John, on six. Those, yeah, it is all those are all correct people, but I think you said something about they have to sign off. There's certain people that have to sign off, right? Those are people that 
are likely or potentially higher likely to be involved. So I just wanted to clarify that so that doesn't yeah. write that in there incorrect. Yeah, thank you. Um, in the pre in the PowerPoint slide presentation, as you recall, in the report of investigations, who has um, responsibility to sign off at certain steps and who otherwise would do that. So you need to make sure that that's reflected in here. So thank you for that. Are you saying step six has inaccuracies or you want to highlight? It's, it's not inaccurate. It's in the presentation. Um, for example, like on, on level one uh, or level one, both one and two are correct, but only one has to physically sign off on it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. This is just showing the folks that are involved in the decision making. Yeah. And, and so, I was clarifying that, that those are the normal people that would be involved, right? But if the major's gone, nobody means it's gone. We make a decision without them, right? Yeah. So, so there's I'm, people highlighted on there that say okay. who is required to sign. Yeah. So um, if you, um, when you pull up the, the slide, you'll recall there were names that were highlighted in red. And those are ones that are, there's a required sign off as part of the current uh, investigation process. And so we're going to make sure that that's clear when you read through the steps involved. Um, the other thing I just wanted to note that you said earlier was that we need to clarify that it's um, upon receipt of the department's findings of the investigation instead of learning notes. Um, so I'm going to do that as well. Where is that? On step 7A, needs to read instead of within 14, 14 days, days of receipt of notification. notification. Mm -hmm. And those who are not involved in the incident or in harm or injury as a result of the incident cannot be the final Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. So then you would do. Uh, so if we're talking currently, then you would do the graphics that they have currently in place from the presentation that was given. Because I'm looking at the graphics now, right? So will that also be added into this? Yeah, into the report. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully exactly like that. It would be similar. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to get through the rest of these so we can circle up to our recommendations. So um, let's see. Seven, so within 14 days of receiving, we clarified um, those who were not involved, that qualifying language there. Seven, the board will review the police department investigation with plates to determine if further investigation is needed. Um, anything on B, C, D, or E that we need to clean up? Is that all clear? Consistent with what we understand of the current field's practices relative to CPRD? We're good there. Okay. If you have any members, anything else that you have you want to highlight them? Okay. Um, so now what we need to do is let's talk about the recommendations that you're putting forward. So at the um the August 28th meeting, we did a multi-government exercise. Um, I asked you to be thinking about what is important to you that you think needs to be considered by the full group as a potential recommendation. And we started that process looking specifically at complaints. So 
I'm going to ask you to pull the other um, working draft document and um, and look specifically at potential recommendations that you're wanting to put forward relative to the complaint process. And then let's bring in folks who are going to our Okay, so what, what I want you to is any recommendation relative to the complaint process. And we want to make sure that um, that it is reflected in our proposed recommendations for improvements to the, um, the process of the mapping. And in the report, we're going to list the consensus recommendations that you all have green-lighted and said that this needs to be included. And then we're also going to flag recommendations that some of you put forward that did not achieve group consensus. And we'll spend just a few minutes talking about what that what that means in terms of um, the final recommendations for the report. How are we how are we doing that? I'm saying yes or no. Now I just want to do a question. I'm paying attention, I promise. I just wasn't sure what the election was. So we have we have green. We have got this color code system. We have green, which is generally it's agreed upon, right? We have yellow, it's just flown out there, not generally agreed upon. Feel like a lot of the reds are just agreed upon they're just in the negative right isn't that what that's saying it's like we're not going to do that so yeah, so, so like here are the things that are in general agreed upon yeah so this this okay let's 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 jump ahead and talk through this because we're going to need that context to have this conversation okay so just to refresh your memory when we last met we had asked you to submit possible recommendations from your discussion and from your experience as, a, as an individual member of the work group. We asked you to submit ideas that you thought should be discussed as a work group so that we could determine ultimately what recommendations as a full group you wanted to put forward to the city commission. So to do that, we compiled a lengthy list, which amounted to 47 different ideas. And then we did a multi-voting process, which is a process for being able to build consensus or determine consensus around individual items. And so to refresh your memory here, you were given a pack of green, yellow, and red dots. We wrote each of the 47 ideas up here, and some of these were just more in the, in the idea phase, not necessarily as, as fleshed out as others. But then we asked you to weigh in with either a green dot, yellow dot, or red dot. A green dot indicated 
that you supported that as a recommendation and that um, you thought it should be considered by the group as, as one of the recommendations put forward to the city commission. A yellow dot indicated that you had some questions or concerns and in most cases were otherwise leaning in the direction of supportive, but not necessarily. We'll, we'll clarify that. And then if you were to put a red dot out, and we didn't have any on our first several recommendations, but a red dot indicated that either you did not support that or thought it shouldn't be recommended or just thought it was a bad idea in a number of ways. So each of you weighed in on each of the 47 possible <clears throat> recommendations that were the cumulative effort of the group. And from that, what I have attempted to do is to put this into groupings based on the distribution of your dots. And so one of the major lifts that we have tonight is I need confirmation on are these an adequate and accurate reflection of what you're wanting to put forward as recommendations. So I'll tell you the logic that I used, and I asked for input from you on this. So um, so I want to make sure that it lines up. But what I've attempted to do is I've gone through here, and for every possible recommendation of the 47 ideas that you generated, if it had all green, then that is a consensus recommendation that everybody in the group is saying, yes, we think that's a great recommendation to put forward to the city commission. And we've got a bunch of those. We also had some recommendations where you had almost all greens and maybe one or two or maybe three yellows. And so on some of those, as you'll recall in our discussion while we were doing the multi-voting, we spent a few minutes doing a deeper dive and some of you uh, were weighed in on what your cautionary note was why you chose a yellow. And some of that fleshed out and became a more nuanced version of what ultimately was a consensus recommendation. Um, but on other issues, you held true and said, I'm not ready to vote green on that because I still got these other concerns that need to be addressed. So we need to clarify a few of those this evening, and I'll, and I'll highlight those as we go through. Um, the second grouping that I am asking you to reflect on is those recommendations that were a majority yellow and or possibly had um more yellows than greens and in and in a rare instance might even have one red and so those i'm offering up to you as what i call possible recommendations and you're going to weigh in on whether or not they rise to the level of a recommendation to the city commission or not the feedback that i heard from you all is that these 47 ideas were important to you you came up with it for a reason, and you were advocating accordingly. And so, what we what we are attempting to do in the in the report to the city commission is to include all forty seven, but have a really obvious demarcation of what is a consensus recommendation 
and what is just an idea that's being put forward. Um, because some of you felt very strongly that even though you got outvoted, you still want the commission to be thinking about that for a whole number of reasons. And, and uh, so I, I got that message. Okay, um, the last grouping, so that middle group I called possible recommendations. The last grouping would be examples of items where somebody proposed it, somebody thought it was a good idea in the group, but when it came time to do the multi-voting, the majority of folks said, no, we don't think it's a good idea, it's not gonna work, or we don't support it. And so I put those in a category temporarily, I just called them no non-recommendations or no recommendations. And if you have a better way to say that, let me know. But these are items where one or two people maybe felt strongly about it, but the majority of the group um, definitely didn't think it should be a recommendation or were adamantly opposed to the idea. And so that's captured as another category. I wouldn't say no recommendation. I'd say unpopular recommendation or something along those lines because we've decided that each of us put forth ideas that we wanted to be considered. Um, the group had a chance to consider it. Um, we understand that some of them might be no's for now based on popular voting trends, but it could be that later on in the process, that idea, we don't want it to get lost because um, it might find traction at a later point in time. If all the other things are met, maybe it can be considered. Um, and we wanted to make sure that that goes before the commission. One thing that Dr. Turner and I, I think, bounced back and forth was the idea of consensus versus non-consensus recommendations. Yes. Um, with yellow, still could just be possible. Kind of up in the air. It's hard to quantify half consensus, but also kind of not half consensus. The greens are consensus. Everyone pretty much agreed. Um, uh, and then the reds were no consensus, but it's still a possible recommendation. If the city looks at and says, um, and find the first one that the window for appeals should be extended six four two it was a it was a non consensus recommendation but the city might look at it and be like that's a great idea we're doing it and so that's why we had the all forty seven recommendations made it into this I know it makes it a, a 10, 10 page long recommendation section but the idea was also to have a um, abstract basically of the recommendation section that's like here are the consensus recommendations look to the rest of the section for every other recommendation. So that way the person reading it, the city can look and be like, oh, here's the 20 that we know the the, the work group pretty much agreed on. Let's go from there. Yes. Um, that was that was the that was something that's going to be put in as an abstract that lists those consensus ones. So be it if it's a long report overall, but there's going to be sections within it that make it more digestible. Yeah, so thank you for that um, explanation. So is the logic behind the groupings of green, yellow, and red clear? And do you understand how we got how we got to that? Um, so what I'm hearing is green means consensus. So you're going to put forward a bunch of recommendations that, and just to clarify, consensus means Unanimous. Right? We can do consensus slash majority consensus because um, there are a few that have a yellow on there. So it's not technically everyone voted green. Right. And that, like that when you look at your board right there, you've got 
Well, census <laughs> just means we can live with it. Yeah. So yeah, yellow actually, to me says I can may not like it, but I can live with it. So that's actually that's a really important definition. Like, what, what is the definition of consensus? It's I support it. I can live with it. Do I love it? Probably not. Did I get everything in it that I wanted? No. But am I signing my name on to say yes? We'll put this forward. I'm in. So that's that's what consensus is. Consensus does not mean you got everything you want. It means that you had ample opportunity to weigh in. Your questions and concerns were addressed through the process, and that ultimately you're generally supportive of that recommendation. So I would not consider any of the yellow to be a consensus. That's well, we have to work through it. That's exactly. So that's that's what needs to be decided is. Um, as we look at these, and that's exactly why we left this kind of middle category, um, because as as you pointed out, maybe the commission down the road says, let's take this up. Because some of these, there was there was a yellow sticker because it would be a really heavy lift, and we knew that it was beyond the work here. Um, but that kind of gives us that middle middle uh, middle ground, if you will. So then why don't we just have two categories, consensus and non-consensus? That's the other possibility. So um, I didn't want to leave your, about the red mark, um, the red dot. I was saying, oh. I several of you commented you didn't like the term no recommendation. Um, you'd rather have it say. No consensus. No consensus or unpopular. So the other Way to format this is either you have consensus or you don't have consensus. But that would make the yellow, which it would turn all the yellows to red. Why don't we, when we didn't have time to talk through any of these. Right. So yeah. all we did was throw stickers on. So the yeah. yellows for me are things we need to talk through more and we may come to consensus. But we're not going to be able to do that. Okay. We're getting, that's we what we're getting stop. very soon. We stop. Okay. Very soon. This. We start moving. We can't. We just have to. Start we have to decide what what our what our um, process is. See, I thought we were done advocating positions. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. never done advocating. <laughs> so okay, so that's kind of my suggestion, and I think we continue with the green, yellow, red. So I actually agree with her first suggestion. And this group has done a lot of great work to get on the consensus, right? From places that we weren't. So let's be strong there. This group recommends that you do this. Everybody, or, you know, I even agree that it was 90% is recommending that. Let's show this good work. On the same token, people's ideas are important. So we flesh those out. I don't like the term recommendation, but, but it's other items considered or ideas considered or something like that. But let's be strong on what the work of that we all did together is. Yeah, that's that. Well, that and we agreed upon. And we agreed yeah. upon, right? Yeah, that's and it's, it's way further than we ever have been on board. So let's be strong about it. Well, that was that was exactly my thinking. Was green making clear consensus, and then I was giving you an out because I see a real difference between those that have a bunch of yellows but no reds, and those that have a lot of reds. That's a pretty significant difference so the three categories can give you that that um, you could do options. items requiring further uh, further study or the red for the yellow, yellow. yeah okay. those are possibles we're not sure we you know because okay chief there's 15 or 16 yellows i don't know in a 
in about an hour if we can get through those. No. Okay. And so we can just items for further study, pass that to the city. Do you okay? So um there's there's an idea. So green means consensus, mm -hmm. yellow means ideas for study. further discussion, and red means non-consensus, no consensus. Shit, shit. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular something something. <laughs> Less, less sure. popular. Unpopular opinion. I was like, because some of them, some of the reds were there's unpopular. Well, it, yeah, what but you, also what were just to find it unpopular. Are you want me to choose one? It was like four ones. I mean, is there going to be commentary with each of these? Yeah. You had commentary that yeah. you sent to us, yeah. but it's yeah. not here. Description. Yeah. Are so we, we going to deal with that commentary? Yeah, so okay. Yeah, so okay. what about proposed by at least one member, but not? Um, well, okay. So the other thing is, um, in some in some consensus models, you never actually either get consensus or you don't. We are so conditioned in our democratic processes to vote, and when you vote, typically it's a majority rule and. The great thing about democracy and that democratic process is it's very clear and we're very conditioned and we know majority rules and we move on. Consensus is a lot more difficult to do, first of all, it tends to take longer, but we're so conditioned to vote and look and count numbers at the end that we're uncomfortable if we don't have a final tally. And so this is a bit of a departure from that. But um, we did include the actual count of the dots in the in the draft or I have so far. Um, I've done consensus processes like this where they didn't want that. It was either green, yellow, red, and how you got there is how you got there. But I think with the um, acknowledgement that we're putting in everybody's ideas, all of them, that having the votes especially for those that are not consensus because Harrison just pointed out that there was one that had five green dots, one yellow dot, and five red dots. And it's red on the list. Yeah. And so we did not have consensus. But I do think that that's something that the um that the commission should, when they're looking over these, should take into consideration. So that, you, so you're arguing there's value in having the breakdown of the colored dots. Yes, and that we move forward with the red, yellow, the green, yellow, red breakdown that's currently here, and that including the votes is the right step to do. Because it by the votes by themselves contextualize the results and the why the recommendation is a consensus item of further study or non-consensus recommendation. It's because this is the context. Because I was talking about recommendation 1.2 on page five. Complaints should be received by the police and the CPRB at the same time. We had like a 45 minute discussion <laughs> when we talked about that recommendation at some meeting or another. So not that it's unpopular, it's divisive. Yeah. And the city should know, oh, this was actually very divisive. Yeah. It was a split vote. Okay, everybody good with that? That's good. That's, that's, so back to green being consensus, yellow being- Items for further study. And then red being non-consensus or no consensus. And okay, are we good with that? All right, so um, so that's the logic behind that. The last thing I'll just say is 
Um, these were listed in the order in which you discussed them. There was a logic to it in that we started with the complaint process. So all of the recommendations are listed first on specific complaint process. Then it pivots to um, board scope, CPRB recommendations related to board scope. That was your second big bucket of focus, if you will. And then the third was board structure. And when we got into membership and training and all of that. So they're written in the way that they are. The numbering, I, I think you followed my logic there, but every green under the complaint process was 1.1, then 1.2, 1.3. A yellow under the complaint process is yellow, 1.1, 1.2, and then red is its own 1.1. Then when you get to board scope, it's 2.1, 2.2, 2.3, and then board structure is 3.1, 3.2. Everybody good with that? That's the way they organize that. It makes total sense. I love your memory. But again, it's a weak presentation. If we come up and go, we agreed here, we didn't agree here, we kind of agree here. Let's talk about what we agreed on first. Yeah. Like, so let's go green. Let's go show all the work that we did. I agree with that. I absolutely. Like my so here's my other suggestion. I would like to include or suggest that we include in the report an executive summary that list that is listed before the detailed parts that just lists all the green recommendations for that very reason. Because it's much more compelling say boom, 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 boom. Um, that's as far as the infographics that we're doing, though, we would just be using the greens, right? Because that's the consensus. So when we're mapping the process, oh, yeah, it would just be the greens, it wouldn't include the yellows, or the well, reds, yeah, or should it? Yeah, let's 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 jump in and, and decide that here as we look at the specifics. Is everybody all right with that? The idea of executive summary is, is just the greens. We leave with that, and you pull in all the rest later. Okay, that's very good. Okay, thank you. That's very tedious, but it's important because this is what executive, executive summary is just the greens, and we leave with that. So these are our recommendations. And for the infographic, just the greens, yes. the greens and yellows, just greens. Let's let's look at the specifics and decide that. Okay. Okay. So consensus. Um significant support and no consensus. I mean I know you, you but you're talking about a lot of inside the, the mapping. Well, I'm talking about all yeah, how this is laid out. Keeping the notion of the three categories, but you know, some of this to me seems kind of arbitrary. You've got ten green, green dots and a couple of yellows and uh, one red. Well, nine green dots, two yellows, and one red. Then it comes out yellow because one person opposed. Right. Right. So, yeah, if you, you know, feel strongly about any of them. I, I leaned on a couple of you to help kind of organize that as an initial attempt. If you, if you read that and you find that 
you didn't get it right. Let's talk about that, like, like flag that. But Dr. Turner and I basically had to develop a bright line. And our bright line was, if it has a red, that means someone was very strongly opposed to it and put it yellow. Because even though, you know, you still got the 10 green votes, it, it was one of those things where we just made a choice to make that and let it be to the, the rest of the work group. If that you're like, no, don't do that. Put it as green. Okay. But, well, that's why I'm suggesting the three categories. Yeah. There's consensus. There's strong support with some opposition versus yeah, just not. Yeah. So you want to change yellow to strong support? You want yellow to be called strong support? Well, significant group support something because. Then I'm, we're almost getting into strong categories. I think I've got where you're wanting to go with that. Um, I, think, I think the blue structure is good. Um, and plus, we'll pull all this into a draft and circulate it to you. So if you're like, oh my gosh, that totally missed it, then you'll have a chance for you. I think I'm I I cracking it. Just because one person is strongly opposed doesn't make the fact that 11 people really like the idea. Yeah. But the commission will see that. Right. Okay, so we need to keep moving here. Um, I just want to say I really like significant support. Um, I think that captures what we're trying to say. Okay. Um, but I agree. Not red, consensus, but significant support. Right. And then red would stay non-consensus. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and you know, if we if we meet through the end of January, okay. we can actually get a riot on your hand. <laughs> all forty-seven to that granularity. Okay. In your draft list of recommendations, focus on the complaint process. I want you to look at only the green ones. And we're gonna just walk through and make sure that we capture all of the green ones are reflected as consensus recommendations for improvements to the complaint process and or the appeals process. But we're not voting. No, I just want to I want to name them. Okay. And I want to see if there's any that that there's any questions about. But I think it's pretty clear. It was really nice to see when you start doing the multi-voting, there are a ton of greens right off the bat in this section. So there was a lot of consensus around improvements. I just want to make sure that we were clear on them so that we can finish this out. So as you look at those, any questions, anything we need to discuss. Are you good with all the greens under the complaint process? There are some greens we are already doing, and this makes it sound like we need to start doing that. So I, I think some clarity around that would be important as well. So, um, yeah, thank you for that, because I, I noticed that in our discussion. Um, how, and I think that there are some things that have been introduced in within the context of CPRB meetings as practices that have been improvements to the process 
but haven't necessarily been codified in ordinance revisions. If I'm, um, I'm talking about things that are in our policy that okay. we're already doing, that this is saying we should do this, or we should, I, to me, I would feel better if the department should continue to do this. Okay. We're already doing it. And it should be incorporated into the new ordinance. I don't agree with that. Oh, okay. Well, but it, that's what it, this is for. No. Well, no, this is not about putting a policy into ordinance because you can't, I mean, there's no other departments that have their policy. Well, then it's not enforceable other than through the department. There's, we're tackling several different things at once, <laughs> some of which will have to end up in some ordinance down the road. Some of it is simply documenting what the current process is, and some of its recommendations, which may or may not take the form. Well, we're on to recommendations now. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these are recommendations about so the me, policy. So let me ask you this. Could you flag for us because um, that's a level of detail I wouldn't know. Yeah. Could you flag for us which ones are you're currently doing that the the language of the recommendation just needs to be tweaked? Yeah. That that would be helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I there was one in particular that I thought that was a good thing. There's double action when I was looking through there. Okay. That would I be think helpful. So when we were doing the complaint process, we were talking about what we wanted to see it from beginning to end. Uh -huh. So there's going to be some overlap. I don't think it was all perspective. I think we were just trying to encapsulate an entire process. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Is and I think when we look at, when because we, we just went through what the current process is, I think where it overlaps, we, we could just italicize it really, just to show that this is needing, needs to be spoken to so that it is incorporated in our recommendations for an overall process why it fits in there but not that it wasn't previously being done yeah like the second one complainants should be allowed at least one support person that's already in policy yeah and the, and the dialogue that you had says that i think that it's in there currently well you yeah. say that it's already their policy but it, you say it should be incorporated into the ordinance so does um is there language in that recommendation that needs to be changed that's reflected? No, I'm agreeing with the recommendation. Okay. What I'm saying is we already allow okay. our policy allows somebody to have a support person. Okay. It can so, be a notation. I'm saying the department so continue to allow someone to have okay. a support person. So one thing I need from all of you to do is there will be like a short one or two sentence. In some cases, it was three or four sentences narrative that provides context for that recommendation. So I like when you get a draft report, please please take the time to read those to make sure that it's reflective of this kind of discussion. Right. So here's what's going to happen is we'll have these recommendations, and then the commission will say, yes, we should do these things. And then McKinsey's Clark's going to call me and say, you guys need to start doing these. When are you going to start doing them? And I'll have to say, we've already been doing it. And it's already- It creates confusion because okay. we're, you know, so I, I think just in, if it's in the clarifying stuff underneath, say the department's already doing this, then that answers that. Okay. Because you can put a that says, Kate, the Lawrence Police Department is already doing this. Yeah. The, just the, point the worker recommends they continue doing this. Yes. So, yeah. so everything- I wanted to bring that up to the group though, yeah. to make sure that they had consensus on it. Yeah, oh, that's good. One person say that, and then you all are like, hey, wait a minute, that's not what we recommended. So, so anything that's currently written as a recommendation says um, 
should you should be doing this that you're already doing. Yes. We'll clean up that language and then it will be noted within an area. Thank you. Okay. So to speak to your consensus is I I'm looking at page four one and I can't go with one point six. I agree with it. I don't know whether I put green or yellow to do data uh, demographic data with the caveat that some people will not give you demographic demographic okay. data or some or complaints are anonymous. So you can't have a shadow without a doesn't always apply. Okay, so let's talk about that. So one of the recommendations um, form shall request demographic information. I thought where do we where do we need to decide on that? We need to we need to remedy that. Let me see what we find again. Okay. Include demographic data to enable tracking of um, trends or patterns. So just to re refresh your memory here, the concern was, what if someone has an isolated complaint, it's investigated, it's resolved, and you somehow people become aware that that same similar isolated complaint has appeared two or three and four times. And in fact, there appears to be a possible pattern that everybody who had a similar con complaint also happened to be a woman, for example. When and we had that conversation, there was, I believe it was Alex was saying, you know, putting it at the bottom of a form instead of at the top. and. We got into a conversation at that time that we didn't want to get to that level of granularity with our recommendations. And so I agree that must and shall should have balance. Um, I think when we're talking about must and shalls as it's written in the recommendation, that if there is a possible problem, we can acknowledge it in the comments. So to the point, for recommendation 1.6 in the comments, it should say on the form, it should be located or something to that form, to that point. Folks would always say prefer not to answer. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when practical or when it's applicable when you can, because some people won't even give you their name, let alone their demographic information. So the recommendation is that if that the option to yeah. identify is included. Yes. But it's optional. As we anything else. I mean, okay. Everything is optional. All right, good. Okay, so that's clear. Um, what else do you see under consensus recommendations green under the complaint process? The, the complaint form with the diagram on the complaint form just makes more work more. I think we've said diagrams available, but like there or something, but it just makes for big numbers. Yeah, have so, it on the website, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, let's clarify. So the diagram is the mapping, and the idea is that that could be lit, um, appear on the website. It could appear if there's like a brochure or something, if, if there's a public education document created, flyer or something that the department puts out, that that's where it's included. That same thing, are we saying that graphic needs to be included on the form or you're saying? This is what it says in here. Complaint form should be redrafted with the diagram of the complaint process included and be written in plain language. And let me ask you, um, did you all feel like our complaint form wasn't in plain language? No, um, that part of the conversation was just about it being accessible to folks that okay. um, might not have 
um, strong literacy skills or might have English as a second language. So if we can translate into other languages, yeah. but I guess where I am, because I'm in the forest, yeah. I can't see the trees, so you all aren't police. If when you read that form, did you feel like it was plain language or do we need to make it more plain? I didn't review it with that light. I might have. If you all would not mind, if you all could do that between now and it's not a long form, just take a look at it and let us know if it's clear. Yeah, I, I think that's a really important outcome from this is we need to make sure that it's accessible and part of accessibility means plain language. Yeah, it's, it's very, because most of it is a narrative form where they're writing what they feel like happened. Okay, so if you all would do that, just read through the form. Um, this is getting into a level of, of granularity too, but in terms of the recommendation, the recommendation is an emphasis on plain language and clear process. And we're wanting to build confidence that it's a good process and that the process is followed consistently. Um, but does the graphic need to be on the form itself? I have to agree with Skyler on that, that the graphics doesn't have to be a part of the form. Right. I agree. It's going to appear in other places. Right. Right now, so. It doesn't have to be a part of the form. It won't make it very long. What else on complaint process, consensus recommendations? Anything else? I, I do have suggestions for the form. How do I get those? To you? They'll email them to uh, email them to John. If you have John from or just okay. show those to us, and we'll get those. Or if you have my email, just email them to me. It's largely changing some of the um, like complainant information to your information. Um, did you receive a ticket? Did you do jail time? Something. Because not everybody understands where I was. I cited. Um, did you did you receive a ticket? Okay. Did you have to um, go to jail? Were you processed? Yeah, she has stuff like that, and we'll we'll make sure we can pull it in. There's um, just anecdotally, I've worked with um, some other local governments. There's some really good work being done around plain language um, on forms. And I worked on a project where they used plain language on um, court notifications. And they had a huge problem with no-shows at municipal court. And when they went and did um, some research on why people wouldn't show up, a big driver was actually they didn't understand or they were intimidated by the summons or the language on the correspondence. And once they cleaned it up, people started showing up more. <laughs> And it was strictly plain language that, that was one of the major remedies. So um, so I, I will just say this, that that gets into a level of detail a little bit beyond what we're scoped to be able to do as this work group. But I absolutely want to lean on the city and the department that this is a big deal and it's important and that we want to make sure that this group puts forward great recommendations, but we want to make sure that the department carries that forward to make it a reality and those kind of finished documents that are a reflection of the of the good work here. So um, um, all right. Anything else on the complaint process? 
All right, so we're going to have a whole set of consensus recommendations. Um, you want to just read them off real quick so we can confirm there? You want to read them? We're good. <laughs> you know what they are? We're good. All right, so that's all green. These are all in the notes that will go out. The man of the week. <laughs> you know, read it in there, you know. There's light. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Next. Just do that. If you need to get up and stretch, do that. Grab one thing of um, uh, drink, soup, whatever. Do what you got to do. Um, three minute break to get up and stretch, and then we're going to pivot to the next group of recommendations. Right. <laughs> All right. So thank you for that. Um, doing some great work here. So we've already identified a whole bunch of the consensus recommendations. That is all going to go into a draft report that will then circulate. And so thank you for um, yet another heavy lift on that. Okay. The next big bucket of items that we asked you to pose recommendations or, or ideas for recommendations on was specific to board scope. And so you generated those. We did a multi-voting exercise. I, um, again, leaned on um, two of your colleagues here to help uh, navigate this in terms of, of green, red, or green, yellow, and red recommendations. And I appreciate the draft work that they did on that. And so now I just want to confirm what we've established there, identify what our green consensus items are, anything that we need to uh, clarify and, um, and cover specific to this. Okay, so under board um, uh, scope. So these are the big questions about what recommendations you're putting forward relative to the scope and authority of the CPRB. Um, we put in a lot of discussion about oversight versus review versus um, advisory. Those are the two, or excuse me, the three broad categories, if you will, whenever you talk about community oversight, falls in the, the realm of oversight, review, and advisory. And so we had a number of discussions and we looked at that from a few different angles. And when um, you put forward the recommendation, board serves in a review capacity, and that had uh, strong consensus. Um, there was one yellow within that, and everybody else was agreeing on that. And so the, the recommendation put forward is that the board serves in a review capacity, um, reviews the uh, appeals of the complaints. The next big category here is specific to the type of complaints. So a lot of the feedback that we heard leading into the creation of the work group, a lot of the public comment at CPRB meetings, a lot of the discussion that was generated during our community conversations, and a frequent theme that came up here is a recognition and a frustration, as, as it's often expressed, that the current structure uh, or ordinance and authority of the CPRB um, is exclusively 
uh, tailored to the review of appeals specifically only falling under the category of racial and other bias-based um, policing. And that the feedback that we're hearing is that the CPRB should have the authority to look at a broader set of complaints than just racial and other bias-based policing. So the, the recommendation that came forward, um, it was phrased in different ways in your draft ideas for the group's consideration in the multi-voting. But as you'll recall, the police department presentation identified that there are level one type complaints, there are level two type complaints, and there are level three type complaints. And that the recommendation put forward um, to expand the review to include all level one complaints was a consensus recommendation where everybody felt that that was a good, um, a, a good recommendation that they would be on so that the CPRB's authority would be expanded to address any type of level one complaint uh, on, that's appealed to the CPRB and could be reviewed. So with that, um, the definitions of level one complaints is in the, in the presentation from the department and is reflected in the um, complaint process. Questions? I have one question on this one. Yes. I just noticed this one has seven green dots, which is not very many compared to some of the other ones. Yeah, it has we, no yellow or red. Right. So that was why I questioned it. I get the mm -hmm. concept and the other ones, but I just wanted to, that one caused me concern. We put in the, uh, the like the intro paragraph that not everything received 12 votes because there are a couple others that received 10 or 11. I don't know why. This one in particular only got yeah. seven, but so I think we were starting to run out of dots. Like okay. I can tell you, there's a couple things that if I saw like all green and I agree with it, I just walked away. Okay, right. Yeah, I just that was my. I get there in eleven. Seven felt low. So yeah, I like it doesn't have any yellows or reds, Perfect. and so it responds. I'm glad you and and just to clarify, I think we may have been doing some dot rationing at that point yes, because there's actually one yeah. torn in half. Even though we okay. have plenty, thank you. Okay. Um, some of you put those up there. But just to confirm, we're saying that it's consensus recommendation that appeals of any level one type complaint would be within the recommended expanded authority of the CPR. Okay, so then level two complaints, and this was a little clunky the way it was, it appeared on here, but level two, um, the second recommendation was level one or, and two, excuse me, and that received mostly green and two yellow. And so um, I understood that based on our, on our subsequent discussion that you were recommending that all level one complaints and level two complaints could be appealed to the CPRB. Is that an accurate assessment of the discussion? Okay, so we're saying that, that there's consensus that the board's authority to review appeals 
has been expanded to include all level one complaints and all level two complaints. Yes. Okay. All right. That's what I need to do. Um, thank you for that. Okay. And then um, they also put forward the recommendation that um, all level ones, level twos, and level three complaints would be um, part of the expanded authority um, for appeal. And that was, that received um, a majority yellows and reds. There were three reds. There were five yellows. Five greens. Oh, five greens and five yellows. Mm -hmm. And so that did not meet our definition of consensus or recommendation. All right. Okay. So everybody's clear on that. All right. So that's a big one. That's that's probably that. Um, you've got a lot of really important recommendations you're putting forward, and that's probably one of the most substantial ones um, on the expanded complaints. Okay. Um, next, we have. Um, Offer recommendations to. I think we can move on. That's that's all green. That's yeah, all this green. is all green. Yeah. So let me direct your attention to the the summation. Then, are there any other consensus? All green under board scope that you have questions about, concerns about. Or are there any in the yellow that we need to spend a few minutes just clarifying? I just keep wondering how 12 people got 13 votes. <laughs> I know, I noticed that on one. On I two. Part of it. Um, on uh, 2.6. Maybe somebody was just really enthusiastic about it. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the reasons why I typically don't list the, the Dot counting because you've got messy ballots, you've got people. Everybody had at least 47 dots to work with. So, Jonathan, I, yeah. one, I was curious to hear from the group the CPRB's advisory role should focus on community engagement. Is that in addition to the overall purpose should serve in a review capacity, or are those? Um, I didn't know if those were page before at the top. Okay. That's essentially as a result of the review. Right. right. I mean, you don't overrule them, you, you just make recommendations. So let's, yeah, let's talk about this. And um, if I were to do this over again, I would have listed these differently because this, I, I it was a, a little bit of a mess in the way that the voting occurred on here. But, Nonetheless, we still need to clarify what we're saying by this. So, in terms of the the recommendation put forward was in the context of the advisory capacity or the advisory function, if you will, of the CPRB. Do are we recommending that the CPRB has a role? in doing community engagement relative to its work. And the consensus was, yes, yes, that there's a role in it. Okay. They're doing community engagement on their work. Correct. Yes. Not the police department. Correct. Correct. That's why all the other three are either yellows or 
reds yeah because those are more focused on what the police should do with the community and i think that was some confusion with the cprb the way it is now is they feel like they should be doing community engagement with the police department and i think that what i heard in this group is this cprb should be doing its own community engagement about the process of complaints review and those kinds of things yes okay. but how do you how do you review um, a department that you are also doing PR work for. I mean, how are you? I, how are you? Please don't conflict, But that's the way it was understood by the CPRB was we were working together to do community engagement. That and, made sense to me. And that's also why there's maybe a bit of a disconnect with like the CPRB's advisory role should focus on policy review being read, and then we have may offer advice or recommendations to the police chief, um, also about identifying trends and patterns because those are distinct from each other. We're not telling you, we're not helping you with policy review. We're telling you, hey, no, look at this. Something's a little wonky. That's why there's that maybe a bit of a disconnect between yeah. those. That helps clarify, I think, um, some of the grayness in their role right now. So I think that'll be helpful. I think that also um, really came in our community conversations, um, even to the folks that were attending. There were a couple of tables that were like, are you guys all together? Like, do you work with the police? And it's like, and then, you know, kind of, well, how do you review the work if you are within? And how do we trust the review that you've done? And so um, making sure that that is, um, listed is I think something that they really wanted to see. Um, I think it'll be helpful. Yeah. So the other um outcome that I saw that might you know there there's a compare and contrast, if you will, is when asked about outreach, if it was promoting the department that wasn't a consensus item. But if it's specific to engagement around the work of the CPRB education around that, that there's a role in the broad categories of scope, oversight, review, and, and advisory. For um, advisory, um, for, for boards that have a primary role in advisory, they tend to skew much more heavily towards the community engagement and outreach functions. And so I, that's one of the things that I think you're clarifying here. Now, policy review, we need to make sure that your report and recommendations reflect as you just described that, because I think that was that was communicated, that was communicated well. I don't want to make sure that that clarity is in the report, because some in our discussion. There has been um, a range of perspectives and ideas about, for example, to what extent does this does the board have a role in reviewing policies, understanding existing policies, and making comments relative to that? And to what extent? Um, I just want to make sure that we capture a clear description of that. So that's all. Just maybe. I Okay, so you got that. All right. And then on relationships, so we specifically asked, does the C, does the board have a role in cultivating positive relations with the PD 
the police department and the community. And that was, what would we say that is not a recommendation? Okay. And I, one of the notes in the writings that I took is that the police operating and like working with the CPRB is inherently an act of strengthening your relationship with the, with the public. If you're willing to put yourself out as the police department and be subject to the community, then that is going to help build a relationship with that community. So. Um, okay, anything else that we need to identify there or scope out there? I would just add to clarifying that one in writing, just make sure that it's relationships between the public and the PD instead of relationships with the public alone. I took a note on that. Okay. okay. Is it not safe for the same All right. Um, All right, so the next, um, and everything else in terms of the red, red, yellow, or excuse me, green, yellow, red, and the recommendations for scope, we're good with everything else there. Okay, so now the last category was board structure. This is where we talked about member qualifications, uh, recommendations on training, things to that effect. And what are the consensus? Um, this was the area, as I recall, we have the fewest obvious consensus recommendations. There are only two. The PRB should be able to review race-based trends slash data and review available local data. And then don't merge the CPRB with the Human Relations Commission, uh, which the city council, the city commission has determined they will not make a decision on that until they read our report. So that's cool. So that's great. I appreciate the city commission choosing to wait. Um, but uh, the yellows on this one, ultimately, most of them broke down to needing to know what this would look like in the future. So a time limit on public comment. The city is redoing all their public comment time, commentary time. So we're like, well, do what you want to do here, I guess. Uh, the established training modules or courses, uh, there's a lot of talk about what those would look like. It got very granular very quickly. That's up to the city to determine. Uh, there should be guidelines established for communication between the CPRB and the Lawrence Police Department. Again, that's basically hearkening back to our very first meeting about how we communicated with each other. Those types of guidelines just should be set up uh, or strengthened if they already existed. Um, the qualification ones, uh, so 3.4 on the yellows, the red 3.2, uh, those had to do with one, potentially local ordinances and state laws that prohibit felonies from serving on certain people with felonies from serving on particular boards. Um, so it's information. They may be restricted to have access to that. Yeah, exactly. So those are questions that it was like city legal can determine right. whether or not this recommendation is even workable. Um, and then the data analysis, basically that and uh, the no recommendation 3.3 about no active or retired police, it basically boils down to we should not have a requirement, but we should also not necessarily ban something from the board. Uh, unless a city ordinance prohibits, like, a, a current police officer cannot serve on uh, any city board, right? Yeah, city, well, yeah, it's any city, exactly. So those rules are kind of already uh, determined. 
Um, no, the recommendation 3.1 goes pretty strongly. No, you can't do that. You have to be within the city scope. You can't just exist as an independent third neutral party. Um, the confidential information one uh, that has to do with um, other issues outside the scope of the work group. Board members from seven to nine, a lot of the concern was just that we can't fill it out now. I don't know if we can fill it out with nine, but there's also a conversation we had that after it's revisited, revised, the ordinances changed, there may be more interest in joining. A new code of ethics, um, there's a city code of ethics. So there's a question of, do they need their own special code of ethics? Which determining on what other recommendations may be adopted by the city may need to be implemented, but future looking. Um, and then, yeah, don't merge the CPRB. <laughs> yes, there was one recommendation that's no merge and then a recommendation that says merge. So we, uh, we were, um, we, Voted the same way, just in different directions. Um, I want to I want to come back to that one because we need to make sure we're clear on that. But before we get to that, uh, the first item under board structure seems to me it belongs under scope. I agree. It's about okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah. so. The proposed recommendation was the CTRB should be able to review race-based trends data and review available local data. And the reference to the available local data was in part the CJCC um, study and some related good work that's already out there. Yeah. Um, do you think that that, that makes sense that that should be listed under board scope as opposed to board structure? Yeah, that's a nice Harrison has made them. Yeah, made a note. That makes, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, we really don't have any recommendations under board structure except not to merge with. Yeah. <laughs> no consensus right. ones anyway. Um, I think we had a lot of good recommendations. There's just a lot of questions that couldn't be answered by our work group for various purposes or various reasons. I think that's that um helps with the fact that we're putting forth all of the recommendations to the commission. Not committee, the committee or the commission. So they can pick the ones that resonate the most with them. So yeah, this this you you threw out a whole set of possible ideas for consideration, but struggled to find consensus around these. Um, some of it was technical considerations, some of it was just disagreements. You had you had more reds in this in this uh, section than any other as well. Dr. No, I just I'm really confused about how there's so many yellowed when like like so for this first one there's nine green dots, two yellow dots, but the next one for an increased time limit it's seven green dots and two yellow dots. Yeah, and then if you skip one down, this one has seven yellow dots and three green dots for this yellow. I just it seems like there is a majority vote on some of them, but if you could clarify again, what makes the yellow dominant? Are there any of these that that we need to look at more closely. Yeah, because like I and actually a few of you commented like possible right, the yellow 3.1 um time time limit should be increased. A few of you commented you said I did not remember hearing that. <laughs> and then so I, I wasn't sure what to do with that. 
Um, and I think those you know, seven or eight people have never been to a TV. <laughs> if you've ever been to one, yeah, there should be at least four uh, reds on there. It be, maybe it should be decreased. That's uh, Dr. Turner, I think mainly, um, at least with when I was recalculating everything, if it had three, I put it in the yellow just as that bright line. One or two was the green, three was the yellow. There was no real reason behind that other than eh, three, that's a quarter of the voting member. It could be green, but also that's one that has an outside source that even if we recommend it, it doesn't necessarily mean it will go into effect because the city's standardizing it all. Do, do we agree with, with that? Yeah. With that line. Is there anything that needs to be revisited specific to that? Because there's some choices made there, but yeah, I think if you've got seven greens, we probably need to talk about it to see. I mean, like, I'm, uh, I don't agree with the time limit thing. Um, I'm surprised I didn't put a red up there, but it may have fallen off because some of them were falling off. Um, but I'd be curious on 3.3 um, guidelines established for communications between CPRB and the police department, uh, what was intended by that one, because that one's not ringing a bell. That was one that, to be honest, didn't have a lot of discussion because I, I watched the entire, like, However long that the August twenty eighth meeting was, yeah, at, at like two times speed, so it wasn't that, it wasn't as bad. It, it did not have a ton of context, even in the meeting. It was okay. it was just a recommendation that was on the list that was boiled down from everyone submitting something. Okay, I think from what I'm remembering from the meeting itself, it was basically that. When the CPRB and the police communicate, it should base not be formulaic, but it should be very clear, concise. It's it's all similar cadence. We're always going to have like, oh yes, uh, Chief so and so, Assistant Chief Bricks, da 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 da, all that kind of stuff. Um, every single time is my understanding of the context from the meeting. But this could also be one that seven yellows, three greens. The city just like we don't need that. Yeah. You guys are adults, you can communicate cults, you know, that kind yeah. of thing too. Okay. Can you um make a comment underneath that one with what you just said? Yeah. Um, to provide that context. Because if we're confused, they will be as well. Yeah. I wonder if that was cool. something that someone just threw out there because it came up in the community conversation. That would be my guess. Um, yeah. yeah, that could be. I will go back and look to see if there are any other notes that might inform or provide more context for that. Because um, that's one of the limitations of you know doing doing this process is we capture them. Um, some of them are aren't terribly well written in the moment, and we just kind of go with it. So I'll also go back and look to see if there's any clarification. And then back to 3.1, this is a good example of how not to write a item that you're going to ask people to, to vote on. It actually conflates two different things. Um, it's asking about the time limits. Um, it's also saying that guidelines for interactions need to be enhanced. And so if you so if you were thinking one thing and not the other, you know, you might have gone green as opposed to yellow or red, yellow. So that that's not the best way to write these because it, it conflates the two. Um, the other thing too is on 3.2, the CPRB does have 
training courses identified the ordinance. So I think it might be worthwhile to clarify with the group. Do we think those are all they need, or do we think there needs to be more? Um, I will share the, the handful of comments that I got back on 3.2 was essentially saying the training that currently exists is not sufficient. It's okay. not adequate. So that was one of the questions that I had is, do you want, should this read needs to um, enhance, enhance or improve, improve training modules or courses. Was that a consensus um, of the group that the training was inadequate? And based on what? Only three of us went through the training. Yeah. You haven't been through the training. Oh, yeah. Not all of it. Well, none of you guys have. If you look at the ordinance, you did city ethics and you did CORA, but there's a whole lot of other training that none of you have been through. Well, we saw, I saw several tapes. Yeah. It was all tapes, which yeah. are, they border on worthless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Without, uh, well, that needs to be visited so that it can be accessible. I, think what I, I guess what I'm asking is, they haven't been through it, but when you look at the ordinance, it's, uh, the training is identified in there. And so do we, as a group, feel like that training is adequate or do we feel like it needs to be improved? What I was hearing, at least from the ones who had the most immediate experience with that, is that it's inadequate. Okay. Um, I mean, we can just add to have established, comma, adequate training modules or courses. Yeah, we need to say that the current training is not adequate. I have or just say review the current training for yeah. improvements and enhancements. And I think that would be a board thing that you all would want to do. Yes. I think there was also in that conversation, and um, as Harrison has spent a lot more time with that meeting than I did, um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was also a comment about wanting to make sure that um, understanding um, racial justice, um, equity, um, inclusion needed to be an integral part of that. Um, I don't believe that that person said that what the city is currently doing isn't adequate, but I think they voiced a concern that folks on the CPRB should be well versed in those topics. So that was referenced multiple times, but did not appear as its own recommendation. Well, then I, I would like that to be added in the footnote to the training portion. That, um, does that work for everybody? That I mean, I, I like what she just said is let's add that in there and say, for example, it should include and list out what you just listed out. Yeah, I have a note. Diversity training is the minimum before being able to vote on the CPRB, but other trainings have six months to finish. That's what I pulled from my watching the video. And there, there's a level of detail there that we're not going to be able to yeah, address here. Yeah, that's where I think you let the board. Yeah, but we need to flag our big concerns. And our big concerns are the training as it currently exists is inadequate. It needs to be improved. And that there's specific training that we want to emphasize as yeah. essential. And that includes DVR. I also found the notes on 3.3 about the guidelines. So I want to clarify that. Yeah. Um, when I watched the video, I think there was some confusion about, it wasn't really communication between the police and the CPRB. It was more about between the public and the CPRB, uh, with really establishing rules of engagement with the public.
public, public, so the ability to effectively respond to and address complaints from the public, which includes the ability for the CPRB to field them and be respectful, not offend the public, reinforcing stereotypes, self-awareness about when you speak to the public, that you're not re-injuring that member of the public, and uh, simple bullet points to remind you what to do. So we can fix that um, to be between the CPRB and the public and okay. determine if that is now a green uh, or stick it, say, keep it at a yellow. Yeah, and some of the training should include how to kick someone's ass out of the meeting. <laughs> when they start hurling insults and threatening us. But no, no, first we have to give them more time to do that well, yeah. before we kick them out. <laughs> And I, think, I think we've got clear the recommendations. An alternate set of descriptions might be to ensure effective oh, yes. facilitation skills on the part of the chair of meeting. Mm -hmm. okay. no, 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 no. I know I just said we got through the recommendation, but there is on no recommendation 3.2. That should probably actually be a yellow because it received one green and 10 yellows. It didn't receive any reds. It probably should be a yellow. Which one? No recommendation 3.2 near the bottom of page nine. One person on the board must be trained in data analysis. Um, oh, it should just be yellow. Yeah, is everybody okay with that? Can you... I, I, say that. I, I think it should be a yellow. I think it should be no recommendation. I mean, can we look at this again? Yeah. <laughs> That was probably on a second page. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 So like, like, pull it off. Didn't get any red, so why would he no red? Yeah. It should. We should stick with the same. By our categorization, that we would do it. Okay. Okay. So we'll make make that that note as well. Okay. Um. Thank you. Uh. Let's let's talk about the one green. Just to clarify, because there's. More recent developments, and we just need to be true to our role, but also contemporary in our effort. Um, the recommendations put forward whether or not the CPRB and the Human Relations Commission should be merged. And that the idea for that came up in the context of the work, the parallel process of the Committee on Committees. And if you watch the November 21st uh, City Commission meeting, the Committee on Committees put forward their recommendations. And without, as I understand it, their charge was to recommend going from like 49 committees and boards to come up with a plan to recommend no more than 10 um, as a more efficient way to do a lot of things, um, but also more in line with what's more typical in local governments of similar size in terms of a, a meaningful and manageable way for community engagement at the advisory board and committee level. And the recommendation that they put forward was, one, to align all the boards and committees with the strategic plan focus areas or, or uh, um, not focus areas, but Outcome. Outcome. Outcome areas. Thank you. Um, so under um, safe and secure is an outcome area for the strategic plan. 
um, but specifically to consolidate the Human Relations Commission with the CPRB and make it one entity, something to that effect. And there was some discussion at the commission meeting. They decided certain things about other recommendations, but they said they wait would wait to hear from this work group's recommendations. Um, just reading the leaves, there seemed to be some leanings to be supportive of that idea of a merger, but they didn't formally declare that. Um, so you're putting forward a recommendation that they should not merge. Is there anything that you want to clarify, add to context that you feel is important in, to go into the report? Yeah, it's a specialized board, not to be watered down with other business that's irrelevant to what they're doing. Okay, specialized board. Right, we're saying they need to have certain trainings, they need to have certain... So if you're volunteering to do this work, it should be focused on this work and not on other unrelated topics. And also, we're proposing broadening the scope of the CPRB to get it out of the racial and bias-based limitation. So that makes it, I mean, human relations is human relations, but I think that might be why the two were paired in the recommendations because it was a, you know, the, the sort of parallel purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I didn't hear a whole lot of context for, for that. I also didn't look into it, but. Um, I don't think we have to. I think it's enough to say that the work that the CPRB is doing is important and shouldn't be completed with other works. Their reasoning behind it, I mean, they're going to decide what they want to do regardless. I think us just saying, we think that there's enough work that needs to be done with this committee and that the work that that's being done by this committee is specialized um, and therefore should not be commingled with other um, with other tasks that the city might be focused on. It doesn't mean that the board acts outside of the structure. Um, the commission can do whatever it means. I don't mean to sound that way, but like once recommendations come through, the oversight that they do, they can have those conversations in relation with other human relations topics that are doing citywide, but um, I don't think the folks that are volunteering for this should be focused on other um, other areas outside of the community police. So I agree to not meet the human relations board, but I think the uh, city strategic plan to safe and secure and how we deliver emergency services and how that might affect my ability to have a, somebody come help me out on a heart attack or fire, that is all within the scope of, of what they're, what, what we're really looking at, right? It's how we do our funding, it's between police and fire and everything else. So understanding how we all are safe and secure, which is part of what this is about, is reasonable. Human Relations Commission is not. Oh, I, I, maybe I'm not understanding how to, would the CPR be fit? Well, would they be attending safe and secure meetings? I guess I'm just 
So they're focused on emergency services and making sure that you have the resources you, you need, as well as reviewing to make sure that deliver emergency services. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what we're doing here is how we react to deliver our emergency services, how we react to diverting complaints or whatever the case may be. So people feel safe and secure. That's that's the whole point of the that piece of the strategic plan. So a um, couple of things. So all boards would land within the language of the outcome areas of the strategic plan. So the sustainability board, there was a lot of discussion about that, would live within a certain category. <laughs> um, so since this is um, policing that you're dealing with, everything related to policing is essentially in the safe and secure outcome areas of the strategic plan. But specifically about what would be recommended if there was a merger of the Human Relations Commission and what that would look like is a whole other discussion that I don't know the level of detail or what that committee of committees is putting forward. But what I'm hearing you say is this board, the work is specialized, um, there's expanded scope of work and that you're recommending that it not be merged. Anything else? And there will be some context language explaining why that why that is. Okay. Um, thank you. Great, great work here. Um, couple of things. This now needs to get put into a report format. Um, I offered up a suggestive outline for this intro, background, executive summary. Just a quick uh, review of the work sessions. We've had eight work sessions. We've had two community conversations, a description of some of the outcomes from the group discussion, the complaint process with the mapping and the recommendations specific to that, and then the um, expanded set of recommendations that includes the items that the new terms we came up with or how we describe the yellows and the reds, but that's its own section and it's quite expansive. But the quick shot is there's an executive summary at the beginning when you read just consensus recommendations um, at the beginning. And then there's a conclusion at the end. Um, I'm putting it in a report format so it has a cover letter, or excuse me, a cover. And then I'm pulling some of the photos, the images that were taken at the community conversations or from our meetings. Um, if you have strong feelings about any of that, let me know. Um, if you don't want to be included or something like that, just give me some direction and guidance on that. And then I thought just from a, a um, stylistically, um, we generated the community generated 400 plus quotes or comments on post-its. And when you go back and look at the notes from the July 10th and July 31st community conversations, there were some fantastic quotes on those post-it notes that get to the very point of the work that we just did. And so my recommendation would be to you all that we include a few of those to provide context for the work 
And although you did the decision-making, you drove it, it was informed by your engagement in those conversations. And I think that they're just, they capture well um, the uh, context for some of our discussion. So I was going through and just trying to pull a few of those out. If you have thoughts on that, please let me know or you'll get a chance to look at them and say, yeah, I like it, or this one was great, this one didn't work. That kind of feedback is good. Um, also, you all as a group identified your ground rules for this work at the very beginning. You also identified your hopes and your concerns and, and just um, uh, spelled that out very nicely. And I would like to incorporate that in to provide the context for not only the challenge that you all understood coming into this, but also your hopes for, the, for this. And I thought that that would also provide some good context for- So the structure that. will be a cover letter that'll be like an abstract? Uh, a cover sheet. A cover sheet. So will there be an abstract at the beginning, something to synopsize it? Because it, it sounds like, I mean, it's currently 39 pages um, and I don't want readers to get lost before they get started. So maybe, um, you know, a, a, a paragraph or two abstract that just lets them know what's going to happen. I think with what you're saying, a table of context would also be helpful. And the last three things that you mentioned, I'm kind of envisioning them as appendices. Is that what you were planning on doing? You mean like pictures and quotes kind of thing? Yeah. Um, depending on what it, those could could simply be like a little text box off to the side with a quote. It's think of it as Jonathan, you are at 39 pages current. <laughs> I am worried. We have bubble quote. Which yeah, but that not all text. Just like one on a couple, like three or yeah, four. Yeah, like four total. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, um it's too long. That was good feedback that I hear. Um, and so anything that can winnow that down. But also, if we do an abstract and executive summary at the beginning, then the rest is just gravy. It's the details. It's right. Building. It's not to suggest that the commission doesn't have time to review in detail and that they're not waiting, you know. But um, I think when we're trying to convey the work that we're doing. We don't want folks to get um, stuck in places when we have rich things later on. And so ways in which to help them move along in their review uh, wherever possible is something that I strongly encourage. Okay. Why a question including the rent at all? Well, that, yeah, I, no, they, I know that, that was an agreement. People would have had different votes if if we knew that it wasn't going to be included at all if it were read. You know what I'm saying? Like we decided at the beginning that all the suggestions would be added in. I'm fine with them taking up less space, but there's some that did not get the votes. But I think, and not everybody is here, but I think there are some people that would be quite upset if we decided that it doesn't get involved at all. We we just said that they weren't popular. We didn't say that they were bad ideas and shouldn't be reviewed at a later date. 
by somebody else. So I'm envisioning like the first, I don't know, four or five pages of this tells you all the good stuff you need to know. And then a whole bunch of pages after that does the deep dive to build out context, nuance, debate, disagreement, all of that. But what I'm hearing is keep it short. It needs to be pithy and relevant and accessible. And, um, but we have all this other input that's important. You did important work and you did a lot of work and it needs to also reflect that. So, so in the presentation, how long is the presentation? So that's a good question. So the presentation, it's yeah, usually yeah. about 10 or 15 minutes. Ten minutes. It's usually about 10 or 15 minutes for questions. Okay. That sounds right. I think you, uh, I think we can talk about five pages. Yeah, we're going to shorten it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, and a lot of it. Um, so let so in terms of timeline and process, um, the idea is to get all of this into a draft report to circulate to you all to make sure that we captured everything because you, you covered a ton tonight that we took good notes and I think we've got a good handle on it. We need you to sign off on that. I have a technical question. Um, you all need to approve the report because it's a group product. And so we need to formally, officially do that. And I, I'm not exactly sure how we do that. But once that's done, then it is submitted to be included in the commission packet, which needs to be done by the, the Wednesday before the next commission or Thursday before is when the packet goes out. Um, and then it becomes the official document that will be seen by the commission. So just working backwards, that means that um, we would need to have all of your feedback and everything decided by like next Monday. Um, and the question is to formally accept it, do we have to be convened to do that? <laughs> Can you do a single vote back from each person? Would that be okay? We want to avoid serial communications. I mean, I think if you, you need to give public notice of a meeting again, essentially, that doesn't mean you have to physically meet. It could be a conference call, but the public has to have notice of that and a time that they can call in and listen to the vote being taken. Yeah. Or get some call. Kirsten, was your question if he puts out if Jonathan sends out a draft? No, I re I remembered it's not that won't be allowed. <laughs> so what day yeah, is, is that a reasonable yeah. amount of time? To, I don't do think it, it is. That's stunning close, yeah. <laughs> I think between the mapping, the draft updates, people having a chance to review, provide feedback, any um any issues to be resolved in a week, I just don't know if that's uh, possible. Um, and with holidays, we're talking about the 19th. Take off, go do dinner, and the thing. I don't think I'm going to check it out. Does it have to be the 19th, Casey? No. That, that was just an, a, an ambitious goal. <laughs> I mean, like my deadline for something on the 19th is the 8th. It's this Friday. 
right? Is it the Friday before the week before? I feel like even Monday the 11th is not possible um, because you need your, your drafters final. We need at least two days to review. We don't even have a um, um, mapping to review at this point. We have the content, but we don't have, I, I think we need to be planning for the January meeting and have everything done by the 20th. I agree with that. Somebody has to get, get together by then for the holiday. I think the 20th would give us, I mean, I, I can't speak to your draft. Let me be clear, you, are you drafting the report? Or is someone volunteering to draft the report? You're doing it. I thought you did. I drafted the recommendation section, <laughs> along with Dr. Turner. The heavy, heavy I'll lobby. make a motion that Harris can draft the report. <laughs> and he's the only one who can vote. <laughs> yeah. So we need to have some, so, well, two things. So we need to get it all pulled together. And I'm hearing you're saying it's going to take more time and you're going to want more time. And I think I'm hearing that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we do survey monkey for the vote. And then no. once, Sweet no, you, you, no, you can't. Time. That's probably the time for the meeting. Once you see it, so it sounds like we might have a couple of options. We could convene one last time on Zoom just to say yes. If you have, um, but what we can't do is is have any kind of back and forth discussion because that's a serial meeting and that's not consistent. So once you get the report with the mapping, if you have any problems, tell you. Mm -hmm. And if it's conceptual, then we would have to schedule a meeting. But it should be because we've all... Yeah, I know what we're seeing. So. I'm not hearing any, I, I don't feel like there's any major uncertainties out there. It's just if you feel strongly about one thing or another, but um, I think but those kinds of things can be remedied and just a quick feedback to say this this sentence needs to be more clear or something like that. Okay, um, so should we just leave it then that um, once you've weighed in, I'll I'll prompt you for one last question of do you are you available to um, reconvene either virtual or in person for a thirty minute or meeting on such and such date and then we'll formally sign off and be done. I just want to make it clear: the twentieth is when we need to have all parts of the report to the board for review. Or is that when you're wanting them to have finished reviewing? Um, we got to just just decide the date because if we're not saying if we're not trying to get it in in December, then we can we can pick the date. It's like if I'm drafting, I I I need more than three and a half days mm -hmm. to turn right. around a full draft yeah. of a report. Like I have I have an eight to five. So yeah, I'm, I'm believing that everybody's just being like, yeah, I agree, or what I mean, it just hasn't been the case anymore. <laughs> right. And it, it may be something simple like you know, commentary or something like that. But I feel like uh what was said earlier about January seems much more reasonable to have everybody's input. So like should January we just eighth or should we just pick a Monday in January and say, um, 
show up and we're going to vote and approve it via Zoom. Via Zoom. January 8th. January 8th via Zoom. Yeah. Because the 15th is MLK Day and the first is the New Year. So. That sound good? January 8th, showstoppers only. That's um. And then we're going to have all the work done by the 20th, is that right? Yeah, so now let's talk about that. Okay. We're going to back it up. So um, if we've got all the, the, the draft build out by the 20th, that would give you a couple of weeks, a little bit more than that, to um, review it, see maybe any other kinds of comments and changes. It's going to map the process. I could probably do that knowing the PD part of the process than using the way. Yeah, we're gonna need some clarity. Um, Alex Kimball Williams and uh Jacqueline Nance Mangler were very helpful in mapping out what we initially did. And Alex had um walked us through whim whimsical as a software tool to to map that. So we'll circle back with her on that, but we will need just some clarification on that. I've done a ton of work to build out some of the other, um, in terms of the the design, the template, the um, some of the other narrative content. So, because um, I was thinking if it was going to be a really tight window, we got to move on. So I've already got a lot of that in place that will be easy to really winnow down and put in there. But there's some other things. I want it to be a good. Reflection of of the expanse of your work and a good reflection of the professionalism that you've shown in this. So, if we have all that um, by the twentieth, then that'll give you a little over a couple of weeks to weigh in with feedback. But the feedback should be sent to you in advance of us meeting, so that if it's something simple like a dangling preposition or missing punctuation, it doesn't need for all of us to talk about it. So I think we need to set two deadlines. One is the 20th for the reports to be done. And then another one for the committee to provide feedback. Because ideally on the 8th, we're just meeting to say, oh, man, good job. Yeah, man. Maybe we got a commitment from all the lawyers to act all this out before then. <laughs> and they wouldn't have to wordsmith on that. So the 20th is going to be a draft that goes out to all of you that incorporates what you did here tonight. Mm -hmm. Then two weeks after that would be the 3rd of January. And that would be a deadline to have any comments oh, back yes. to Jonathan. So that then those comments could be or incorporated into a final, final draft that could go out to all of you on the 5th. Mm -hmm. And then you could meet on the Monday the 8th. Yes. For a thumbs up, heads up, seven up situation. Yeah, but we probably need uh, whatever's done after those last comments back to us three. That'd be on the fifth. That'd be on the fifth. So you'd have the weekend, but maybe the eighth is too, maybe that's too tight. That's no. no. <laughs> we can say it's the third, but anything yeah. more, like some of you were great and gave feedback very early right after I asked for it, which is which is great. Um so the so earlier like you get this, okay. 
explanation of each of these mm -hmm. none of which got into this version so i would anticipate needing to make those comments again and us discussing them so to say it's going to be a yes or no type thing you're right i think there's going to be a little discussion i i think maybe a question on some of the comments that have been submitted by people generally needs to be is this comment too granular? Is it going beyond the scope of this work group? I know I've made comments throughout this time period, throughout this several month process, half a year, almost a year process, that maybe got too granular. I don't need to bring them up in the final report. It, that might just be a question that we all have to face ourselves with and reconsider comments. I don't know what your comments are. They might right. be the best comments in the world, yeah, but I know you won't prejudge them here without seeing them. <laughs> exactly. And so, it's like, so, but yeah, no, I'm uh, trying not to process. do that. Honestly, trying not to yeah. do that. Hell, I had a whole, a whole Fort Collins ordinance I could have laid on you at some point, and I didn't because that's obviously wasn't where we wanted to go. So but there are things in there that I think need clarification if they're not already or going to be changed. Yeah. Did and, any of them or any of them what we talked about? Um, well, there's some of the statements in the explanation, I think, yeah, between. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anything that you've submitted up to this point, I have and will be included. For tonight's purposes, I didn't include all of that in right. here because we would have been here until 1.30 in the morning. So I pulled that out, but I captured all that because that narrative needs to be cleaned up. Right, okay. And, and just to assuage your concerns on that, a few of you said when you read some of the narrative, that it if it read as if um, either the um, a, a particular position was being advocated for that might be different than what the multi-voting results would otherwise suggest, and so we need to clean all that up. So that's just like a general one. And there were some other specific feedback on the use of the term neutral and third party and defining that and cleaning that up. So I've got all of that. But that's the level of review that we'll need you to do when you get this um, this draft back. Is I need you to read all of it so that you're comfortable with that. So, so what's happening? Take plenty of time. What's happening yeah. between now and the twentieth? So between now and the twentieth, um, a few things. So, um, Harrison, you're taking the lead on cleaning up the language specific to the recommendations. I'll do the whole report and. You're taking 
the a role on cleaning up the complaint process piece. And diagramming, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, and then all the notes that we captured here tonight. So that's all getting drilled into the draft. So do you all want a deadline to get that to Jonathan so that he can put that with what he described he's already compiled with? Jonathan should email what he's compiled okay. to Harrison. Okay. And Harrison will incorporate it in the okay. final report. And Harrison will have that report with Jonathan by the 20th. Correct. And we'll um, and then circulate that back out to you all with some instructions on what you need from your community. Jonathan, when will you get that to Harrison? By um, the end of the week. We have to navigate how we collect feedback because I have to I have to get the feedback because I can't put you in a role of you getting feedback from the well the feedback that you got already. That's what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Just send oh, it to I'm sorry. And the sections you've already drafted. Yeah, by the end of the week, just send it to me. What you have. What you have already. Oh yeah. 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 Easy. Okay, other questions? Anything else? Done great work. Cool. It's a project. Appreciate all that you put into it. We're we're almost, almost, almost there. And who's doing the presentation? Probably oh. um, me again. <laughs> I write the report. Probably should do the presentation. <laughs> Maybe you can talk about that more. And how many people are going to do it? I think the feedback we got is what I heard you say is two or three of those. Kind of the thinking. You can all be there. I'm I'm completely comfortable speaking to the commission. I've done it before. So maybe we should have one from each section do it. Someone from community, someone from police. The board. Yeah, I think it should be good to have one person from the board there to maybe speak a little bit. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> you too. If if you have um, thoughts on the preferences, just email me, whether you're volunteering yourself or you're making a suggestion. I'm willing. I'm not begging you to do it, but I'm willing. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and just let me know on that. Um, I'm a resource to you and helping to kind of prep that, whatever needs to be done. We'll need to have a PowerPoint, need to have some clear talking points and have clarity on who's doing what. So when you get up there, it's well organized and, and focused and speaks to exactly what the work group needs you to speak to. So. Um, and it's not me, so that's not. This is your private. Here's portion of everyone. So, so adjourned. Anything <laughs> else? Second. There's tiramisu back there. There's soup, fruit salad. Thank you very much. Appreciate all your work. Look forward to having you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.